Hello? Hello. Hi. Oh, I can hear you in too many places. Hold on. Oh. Okay, I can hear you in one place oh. now. Too many places, huh? Yeah, too many places. <laughs> uh, the, the speakers on my desktop are also piped into the board, so I was hearing you twice. Oh. Although, I bet it made a nice stereo effect. Uh, stereo as in stereo in time. <laughs> Let's see. I, I forgot to mention, but, but you don't have the camera up where it was. Um, that's a different computer. So, yeah, if it, if it was, then I'd probably put my camera down here or something. <laughs> so, like, you'd be looking up, and also my camera would be looking up, too. <laughs> right. Great. I can't see up there. But so, um, let's see. Do this. So that's what it looks like. So that's that's where the monitor is that you're on now when you call 8-bit. Yeah. And it's so far away, and it's such a horrible, crappy monitor, I can't see pretty much anything it says. Yeah, I could. I can't barely tell anything on there. Yeah. But then again, I think it's the resolution of the webcam. So. Right. Well, and so I tried installing Skype on Ubuntu. And it You says cried and ran away. Well, no, uh, I did not cry, and I still am here. <laughs> it, is, it is still installing as we speak, which is why I'm calling on my desktop instead of it. It uh, refused to accept the indoctrination that Skype had to offer. Uh, Too much Microsoft, I suppose. Although they are arguably a real cross-platform company now. Sure they are. <laughs> Tell that to Skype. See if they know that. I mean, so, Skype I mean, is so cross-platform that it doesn't even work for humans. Um, yeah, I, I remember the ridiculous... Uh, uh, definition of cross-platform that Microsoft had when Vista came out. What was that? I'm pretty sure that they considered it cross-platform if something ran on both Vista and XP. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> think, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah, it's not very useful. No. So, right now, so I, I don't know how often you use Ubuntu, if ever, you know how Ubuntu doesn't come with the GW installer thing anymore because they suck? Well, it's hanging right now on installing package files hmm. and that Windows is unresponsive. Well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, I did uh, hear Matt there about the... Uh, <laughs> oh yeah i i wanted to put something like that in there last time um on my show last time but i just didn't did not get around to it well we can get around to it today if you want yes <laughs> you should really just open the show like that well no that i'm, I'm gonna do that with that this little disclaimer thing up here oh yeah right mm-hmm but I think it would uh, make more sense about right there. That is so good. So, yeah, you hear uh, uh, Facebook got hacked, and by Facebook I mean Kickstarter? Yes, I did hear that. Um, so I, I'm not aware of what the depth of the hacking is. Yeah, they. I believe they said they wanted to... Uh, explain more, but they wanted to get a, hey, change your passwords. So, like, did they send emails out for that? Because I have a Kickstarter and I'm sure I back something. And I don't yes. Think I... Hmm. Probably should look into that. Something. Uh, let's see. If I have it under Kickstarter here, I think I do. Oh, oh. here. Kickstarter could... security notice? Hmm. Yes. Never would have seen that. Oh, because it's in my deleted messages folder. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it was sent yesterday. Great. 
mine was sent on the 15th. Hmm. You're more active. I like, guess. I mean, we, I, we I have... We advise you to change your password, but we're not going to give you a link to get there. Ugh. Uh, they didn't say that in mine. Uh, as a precaution, we strongly recommend that you change your password of your Kickstarter account and other accounts where you use this password. But nowhere in this email is there a link to the page you've changed your password on. That's probably a good idea. Unacceptable. That is a very good idea because you never want to follow a link from an email to change your password. That's how you know it's legit. Yeah, but you know how much extra work I... Oh, crap. So I went I went in, I logged in, and then there was a big banner that flashed up that said, change your password, Yeah. word demit, dismiss, and I clicked dismiss instinctively. <laughs> Man, you are screwed. What am I going to do? If I refresh, will it do it again? Come on, do it again. Come on, oh, you piece of crap. <laughs> So it's not my profile. It must be settings. Or something like that. Count. Password. Change password. Oh, there we go. Like, I know what my current password is. Like, how would I know that? <laughs> but you do know how to get to it, don't you? Oh, yeah, of course. Man, I have a really interesting story about passwords at work. Um, more, more in the saga of KeyPass. Um, not really. Oh, okay. uh, more about the uh, the perils of replicating one environment to the other, mm. and assuming that user accounts do not be get copied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's. But that's not the most insidious part. Apparently, it also disabled the uh, forgot password function. Oh, great. <laughs> I had something similar to that. So when I cloned or when I broke the server and then had restore, I, I just cloned the active Nexus website. And so then on my local testing machine, it's just admin admin to log in because who cares? But when I cloned the entire Nexus website, I had to start using my real credentials to log in. And it's like, What's going on here? This is absurd. Okay, Kickstarter changed, fixed. You look frozen, which means it's over. Frozen? Not frozen? Oh, you're live. There you are. <laughs> I can be very still for long periods of time. Except for this past week or so when I've been playing Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. I assume that's a game. Yes. Okay, just making sure. So, I mean, have you heard of, of uh, you know, like, read, like, scary, uh, read about scary games and stuff, and people will always bring up uh, Ravenholm from uh, Half-Life 2? I guess I've heard of that, yeah. And that is obviously the talk of someone who has not played Stalker. Mm. The underground labs in there, um, well... Let's just say, if this was any other game, it would be more of the same if, when you go underground. Um, except in this game, all you're really told is, hey, there's some papers down there, go get them. And you're not told what to expect down there. And it gets really bad. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that you've uh, uh, heard of something called a poltergeist. Yes. I don't know what the formal definition is, but I've heard of them. Yeah, like, entities that lift things off the ground and throw them at you. Mm-hmm. Well, there are also pyrogeists, which throw fire at you. Oh, how kind of them. Yes. And, uh, oh, this was, uh, this kind of takes place around the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. So, like, there's radiation, like, everywhere. <laughs> Have fun. Great. We'll, Great. See, we'll Great. see you in a casket next time. <laughs> Oops. Are you one of those um, Titanfall people? No. Okay, you're so lucky. Why is that? 
Well, because everybody's talking about it, I still don't know what the game is about. So everybody's doing a terrible job at explaining what the game is about. As far as I can tell, it's sort of like Call of Duty, except with mech walker soldier things. You know, I thought we were past that. Like, that's what was all the rage in the late 90s, early 2000s. I thought we got away from that. Well, except there really hasn't been much of that in the past 10 years, so... I know, that's what I was... I thought we got away from it. (laughs) Are you saying that like a bad thing or a good thing? I'm saying... And I'm glad we got away from it for as long as we did. And now it's back. So, um, you heard of my uh, uh, experiences with Hawken, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I haven't really played that since I posted about it. I think I might want to check that out since I think it's out of beta now. So, yeah, I finally got that. Uh, like, I... I played it and had an existing account, so I got my Steam key, so now it's loaded up on there. Speaking of Steam key, huh. I think I got a Steam key for something recently. When I bought this video card for that computer over there, I think I got some Steam key for Assassin's Creed 4 or something. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh. Steam key. And oh, oh, why am I using this crappy mouse for? Like this, this thing has been sitting on my couch for like two days. What kind of mouse is it? It's a Razer Death Adder. Is that one of those uh, things you can, like, take apart and change the weights and stuff? Uh, no. Okay. So, I... Let's see, I had another Razer mouse back when I originally built my computer in 2008. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was pretty good, except, um, like, something happened to it. I'm not sure what. And I bought two other mice. Uh, one of them was this kind of mouse, uh, which I uh, specifically bought to use at work because it has, like, no LEDs on it at all. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, kind of a black and grayish color, so, you know, you look at it and, you know, no one's the wiser. Right. And the other one I got was a Razer Rat 3. Like, uh, not a Razer, it's a Cyborg, like a Mad Cat Cyborg Rat 3. That looks ridiculous. It is, and it looks... I like that wing, though. That's a nice wing. Yeah, and it looks like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Um, But it's actually quite okay. But uh, then it was, like, last week that the middle mouse button was getting all janky. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay... Um, you know, I kind of use that to, like, scroll through web pages and open links in a browser. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to, uh, you know, open up multiple tabs when I click a link. So, yeah, I'm not going to have any of that. So then I dug out my other mouse and I was like, what, whatever the hell was wrong with this? Apparently it likes to double click when I don't want it to. Oh, yeah, I've had that one. That's the one I have. So my old mouse, I think it was the MX Performance. Uh, I played Guild Wars too much with it, and it started double-clicking. Not when I wanted it to, ever. So, and then it was... I think it might have been a week or two ago that my lead developer at work... uh, he, uh, like, suddenly got up from his chair one morning and asked, Hey, uh, you guys, uh, have a spare mouse somewhere? So, apparently the one he had been using, uh, like, he was originally clicking it, like, towards the center, and he had been migrating out towards the edge uh. for a while. And then, like, he, uh, uh, I had one in the cabinet next to me since it was, it was there when I originally got, uh, got there. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to him, and he's like, "Wow, this is so much better." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, technology is the technology. Of this 
today it's great. <laughs> Mice. So now if I'm plugging it in behind my monitor, I'm using the actual USB ports on my monitor. There we go. Eee. Hmm. Also, uh, to update about Skype, it's still installing. So yeah, I think, uh, not really sure, but I mean, whenever I've installed Skype, I specifically remember going to Skype, you know, the website and yep. downloading it mm -hmm. that way. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I downloaded the, uh, Skype for um, Ubuntu slash Debian. So, let's see. If you notice, I have Python under the uh, Appreciate Deprecate. Uh, yes. So, yeah, interesting thing that happened today. So, like at work, you know, since I work in, you know, e-commerce stuff. With uh, JavaScript. Uh, yes. Yeah. That it turns out uh, shipping addresses are kind of important. Mm -hmm. um, and one client we work with uh, ships internationally. Mm -hmm. So they, uh, and like they're currently going through a warehouse move. So they're saying like all the international orders that we get in, like except for Canada, uh, like there's something wrong with like the state, territory, province type field. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, they have to go in and, like, manually do it for, like, each and every international order that they get. So, it's like, okay. Uh, so, we eventually settled on the fact that you guys give us a bunch of, like, a huge list of, like, all these states and territories and stuff of all the countries in the world that you ship to. So, they did that. And so, like, now I have this huge CSV file with, like, names of, like, all the states in, like, Croatia and stuff. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> like, for every country in the world. Mm hmm So I get this file, and, like, the first thing I have to do is, like, figure out how the hell, like, what character encoding this is. Mm-hmm. And I think this might have to do with more about the lack of knowledge I have about Python these days. But the big banner feature, or one of them for Python 3, is now all strings are Unicode. That's right. great. That's fantastic. Except that we still can't talk to the rest of the world because all the I.O. functions are do not default to Unicode. Nope. You don't get that. C doesn't have that. No C for you. So, uh, but then I also had to uh, use the uh, CSV and uh, I think it's the elementary uh, like something for XML, like those mm -hmm. a those APIs are actually quite nice. So when you uh, have to extract all that, do you do you put that in some kind of database or? Um, I had to put that into an XML file, mm -hmm. and uh, see, and then I copied that XML into like all the rest of the XML. So we're like, uh, it goes with like state and then the ISO country code. Okay. So, like, state DE would be, like, all the sub-level things for Germany. Right. Let's see if I can remember the URL. Yeah, the platform I work on is the only one that I know of that, uh, like, actually specifically cares about capitalization in the URLs. Hmm. So, this is... Uh, Ashley Stewart, uh, it's like essentially women's clothes. Yeah, I, I guessed. <laughs> yeah. So, like, put something in the bag and then start to check out. And then... And then... And then, uh, uh, let's see, like, try to ship something to Iceland... Like, I got the character codes right, because Icelandic has, like, really weird letters in it. Oh, yeah, they do. And I think uh, Croatia, as well, has, like, the Z with a thing on it. 
So how much, like, so uh, this this website's being driven by your demandware product thing? Yeah. So, like, how, so you, you do it all in JavaScript, like, everything? Um, to be honest, most of it comes in a prepackaged sort of demo store called Site Genesis. Okay. And, you know, that provides, like, basic functionality, like, categories and, mm-hmm. like, the checkout process and even, like, a customer service contact feature. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, what we do is, like, we customize it, we, you know, put a new UI on it, pretty much, and then, like, other little tweaks and stuff. It's so sad that my add to beg button is disabled. Really? I'm going to go look for something else. Uh, yeah, you have to choose a color and a size for pretty much everything. Uh, I got brown. Oh, okay. Size not defaulted. Okay, fixed it. And something... So I uh, do I can, do I check out? Uh, yeah, and then you can just like check out as guest. Yeah. Well, let's see. Iceland. It should be under I. There it is. Not Ireland. Iceland. Wow, those places are absurd. They are. I, I like. I like. Um, the U10 one. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I finally found something, so. Um, let's see. Yeah, Croatia has some weird letters in it. So, like, especially with Croatia, it has that Zupanija thing on the end of it. What should we eat? What? My phone's talking. So, you know, I, I have that tasker script to set up on my phone so when i get a text yeah to me my mom wants to know what's for dinner <laughs> so like i initially opened up the csv file and uh like all these special characters showed up as boxes and other sort of dingbats and i'm like why is this here i thought python was all unicode these days mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and then Afghanistan was a little bit weird because it has like horizontal lines above all their vowels or something. Oh yeah, and that was uh, rather uh, obvious because you know Afghanistan is like alph- alphabetically first, <laughs> right? Well, I like that you have uh, the areas you know organized by region. That's really nice. Yeah. And I also like that you're not evil and you put United States as mostly the first. I am so pleased. 1,000 points. So, um, I'm not exactly sure how they specified it, but Ashley Stewart specifically wanted, you know, them to be organized out by uh, continents, more or less. That's, it's it's wonderful. So, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a job for opt group in the select uh, drop-down feature html thing Mm -hmm. so i actually had to customize code a little bit to like uh, respond to an opt group option (laughs) (laughs) so you're probably wondering what that what that that scribble in in audio meant and caesars i was thinking little caesars but android can't read words correctly sometimes So I I was just looking through your um, HTML, and so you pick a country, and then, you know, that has some ID number or value number, and then you pick your, I don't know, state thing, and that has some other number. So, like, how do those numbers correspond to countries? Um, If you go into the page source, um, there's, like, a huge, long JSON 
of oh, things. Really? Well, yeah, I would go to the paid source, but it hates me. Oh, yeah. there, I just thought that there was a bunch of white space and I thought I broke it. <laughs> yeah, this platform is not exactly optimized for intelligent use of white space. So if you look for Alabama or something, and I think it's like this third result, it's in like the top of this JSON that is literally huge. Mm-hmm. That is pretty clever, actually. Um, of course, I think they really only designed this for U.S. and Canada regions. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, that was a car on my end, and I heard it echo a little bit. I only heard it a little bit. I mm. didn't hear So, about how this works. So, you hear me because you're going into the board. This is why we don't do this with this computer because it's un, 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 uh, you know, unknown. So, thank you for appreciating the, uh, Tr my triumph over character encodings. Yeah, you know, it's that's really uh, a very difficult thing. Uh, I remember when I was porting my blog from one host to another, well, same host, different domains, but you have to do all sorts of crap anyway. And it was before the era of knowing what I was doing. <laughs> and so, in my infinite wisdom, I decided to export, just, just textually export my entire database as just, you know, plain text. And so I proceeded to copy and paste it from PHP my admin to a text file, saved it, left it there for a few days, got around to it again, imported back up, and its text encoding was screwed. Mm. So badly that I have still in my blog hundreds of not squares, but just wrong things. Like ampersand numbers? Uh no, not ampersand numbers. They're like they're Unicode characters. They're like capital A's and weird accented E's. Just really bizarre. Yeah. So I think what I had to do is, like, I had this CSV file, and let's see, I think LibreOffice sort of failed at character encodings for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, because I was telling it save as Unicode, but something else was messed up. So I had to import it into Google Docs and retrieve it from Google Docs. Wow. <laughs> so, and apparently that straightened out the encodings a little bit. I think part of the problem is that I was uh, looking at it in uh, Notepad++. Mm -hmm. Notepad++ seems to have some weird defaults for encoding and not encoding. So, but yeah... I eventually uh, got this, and then I went home, because it was, like, a little after five. You say that like it's so late. <laughs> well, you know, Matt's going to be working at the post office now, where yeah. he's spending an exorbitant amount of time suffering. He didn't really... He did not really express his suffering that much on, uh, on the last well, show. Well, that's because he isn't really doing much. So I, I just put a link in the sidebar chat there that has what I was talking about on the blog, the malformed Unicode thingies. Ah. And they're just there. I don't know. But anyway, about Matt, uh, he will soon suffer when, as soon as he starts working out in, you know, what is it, like 10 degrees out right now? And what is it? It just snowed like four inches. <laughs> and he'll have to deliver mail for eight hours. Yeah, that that's my definition of suffering. 
So what are these characters supposed to be? I have no idea. Like, maybe they were supposed to be... Like, M-dashes? Yeah, maybe they were supposed to be M-dashes or maybe bullet points as characters or something. Yeah. But I have no idea what they are supposed to be because they've been mangled. And so I would fix it, but I don't care. This post is from 2008. I'm over it. So, um, also again with the, uh, like the shipping stuff that they're moving warehouses and they want, uh, like we're going to be doing a lot of things tomorrow, like putting things onto staging and they're going to look at it. And then on Wednesday, we're going to put it out to production, which honestly doesn't sound that scary. And it's not really that scary. Well, I I, um, I have increased my production workflow. That's what that's what my appreciating grunt is about. Yeah, I've I've heard about that like every so often, like here and there. So maybe you can respond to my responses to your feedback. Where are they? Um, just scroll down further. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I can respond to those. I am sure I'm going to be able to do so. Mm, even Buck responded. I am so pleased. Yes. So, and then you said, uh... Uh, you mentioned something about I wondering about Ubuntu compatibility on ARM. Then I'm like, last I checked, there isn't an official ARM uh, Ubuntu flavor. So sad. And then I checked, and there is. <laughs> so sad. At least for servers, anyway. Right. Well, I mean, I I can imagine that the uh, servers would have a hard time displaying the very, very, very heavy Unity interface. So you really think Vox is going to IPO? Well, what's the point of IPOing? They they don't have any, like, I don't know, like, who's going to invest into them afterwards? I'm not sure, but it's something I heard on the grapevine uh, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago. That grapevine, always growing. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about it, but I, I just don't, uh, it's not an interesting IPO like Facebook was and uh, Twitter kind of was. So, so apparently they want to IPO before Dropbox for some reason. Uh, well, the, uh, Dropbox is winning, and so if Dropbox garners the intention for all of the investors in cloud storage, then Box will be very poor. So, and it's only in the past couple of weeks that uh, you know. People have been talking about, it's like, oh, you got to move away from Dropbox because of reasons they don't really explain. And here's some other alternatives, uh, you know, sort of like uh, Dropbox is the new MySpace for some reason. How? How? Who said that? I have no idea. That's absurd. But um, then again, you know, if you do switch providers, you can very easily get more space, too, so... Like, who? I don't even know how MySpace has anything. That, there's no parallel at all. <laughs> None. So I, I personally don't use Dropbox anymore either. Actually, I use Copy now. See? Even you don't use Dropbox anymore. But there's a reason. <laughs> and it has to do with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, yeah. if, if that means what I think it means, it means it doesn't get used. Well, that that's right. So, uh, Sam um, was working on album art and Nexus assets, and just playing around with Illustrator and Photoshop and stuff. And so, I, 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 and I don't know how Dropbox allocates space, but you know, I used it for my own stuff. And then he started putting stuff that he was working on in it, 
uh, in like a shared folder or something. And I was concerned that he would use up all my space. So I got out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah. See, how much space did you have on there? Just two gigs? Uh, I think I had five because of the student something or another bonus. Mm-hmm. Like I put in my EDU email address and got some extra. Wow, even SkyDrive offers more than that standard. I know, You're right. So I, I use Copy now, and they start at 25, and then after referrals, you can get more. So I think I have up to 30 on, on Copy, and SkyDrive also, and then, of course, Google+. Plus. I think I have uh, 25 gigs. Uh, did I say Google+, Plus when I totally just meant uh, Drive, Google Drive? Uh, yeah. It kind of goes to the same place. Kind of, but they're so icky together. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't uh, try not to use Google Plus slash Drive for storage of non Google Doc items or photos. Yeah, I'm okay with photos because those don't go into the Google Drive layout thing. So mm. I don't have to see them. I can, I can, I can view them. As pictures, but I don't have to see them as files. I'm okay with that. And we have sort of Google News about that. Um, let's see. And then I thought you mentioned back when when Box was given away 50 gigs that you said you got that from... I did. I got that from the HP Touchpad. Yes. Yes. So That was pretty good. Um, that's where I keep all... That's where I keep uh, a backup of all the Nexus podcasts. Hmm. That's a clever place to put it because no one will ever look there. So, and right now it sit, it sits at almost fifteen gigs. Wow, it's big. All those fringes, you know. Yeah, man, <laughs> those episodes of the universe, those are killer. I did it the best I could with that silence truncation, but it doesn't even pull the words from sam's mouth so but apparently that also includes the flack edition of the control structure intro sound how big could that possibly be um about 15 megs oh okay that well that's not too big though that's okay uh it's in flack so flack are good so and it also includes uh 3.14 kilobytes of download scripts wow (laughs) that's huge that's pushing you over yeah that's like a deal breaker (laughs) i had to think about what you said like 3.1 kilobytes is that big or is that small what is kilobytes again um so i oh oh it's even better it's almost pi oh so good i went to bed last night at pi no kidding no well then then again uh you know some people don't work for the government, so they have to work on holidays. Right. Well, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. SPPS is a failure, just so miserably. Um, so last, I think, was 8-bit last night? I think so. So last night I wasn't paying any attention at all, and I accidentally exported not only the show in the fringe as mp3 and flack as i always do but i accidentally exported the raw as flack and mp3 and really yeah and so uh raw their entire show in mp3 was 61 megs (laughs) and then as flack it was 481 megs so um i'm not really understanding the problem here if this was a problem like do I really need the raw as a flack? Do I really need it as an MP3? I don't need the raw. I have. I don't need it. So yeah, you know, I what I use what I do is I keep the raw flacks. I mm-hmm. keep the projects, but I compress those using Seven Zip. See, I don't know. I I just don't trust that Audacity file format. Well, I also have the the raws, so I could yeah. recreate mm-hmm. if needed. Right. Um, let's see. I export as FLAC. I encode that FLAC as MP3. Throw away the FLAC. Because... See, I keep the FLACs, the, the exported FLACs, because those are the good ones, because I don't have to make them again. Well, all I would have to do is open up Audacity after decompressing and, oh, it. It worked. 
all of mine works. I mean, what I do... No trust. I compress them, then I decompress them, open them up in Audacity, and then, like, play it at, like, certain select times. And it's always... It works. It always works. Uh, I don't know what kind of, like, celestial neutrinos hit my drive platters, but they (laughs) must do it. And it's never going to work for me if I try it. Um, maybe you should try the butterfly method. Uh, what would that be? The XKCD. Uh, I've probably seen it, but uh, I'm getting old. I'll, I'll to XKCD butterflies. Yeah, real programmers. There we go. Three seventy-eight. Uh, it's yeah, French. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> and of course it goes back to Emacs. Um and the uh the title on the image. Yeah, let's see. Right, of course. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. So Yeah, you know, I uh I had a professor who just loved Emacs so much and I I don't know, like, if it was because he was nervous in front of the class, even though he told everyone to use Emacs because it was the best editor, every time he did a demo, he would fail miserably at using Emacs. Like, what's the command for that? How do I use this? What's going on here? Why doesn't this work? And it's like, because you're using Emacs. Yeah, I don't really have much experience with Emacs. There's a lot of, like, Control-Alt key combos that you have to remember otherwise it's completely absurd yeah um yeah i guess it kind of fits in with the uh ideology of richard stallman which children what don't have children um no of being completely obtuse and almost useless to everyone Mm. (laughs) which as far as i know he was the one who like created it yeah, I'm sure he was involved. So, yes, I believe the lead developer at my first job that I had, uh, he used Emacs a little bit. Uh, personally, I uh, sort of, but not really, got acquainted with uh, Vi. I, I use Vim a little bit, you know, just to edit a config file every so often. Yeah. UI, but I can't. I can only remember like colon, yeah, colon Q or something. Uh, so I, I do know two other things other than save and write. I know backslash will let you search for a string, which is pretty helpful. And then I know that colon and then a line number will jump you to that line. And then if you put in a lot of numbers, it'll jump you to the end because the number is really big. <laughs> line overflow right and i'm sure there's a way just to jump to the end like colon end or something like i'm sure it exists but i don't know what it is or if it really does so um so now that you mention it uh you do sound a little different and i really? do hear a very faint buzz when everything gets quiet you know that's because the internet's broken not really yeah, I thought you said you got that fixed or got that better or something. Well, you know, some people don't know how to tell the date. So when my mom said Monday that it was happening, she actually meant Tuesday. Hmm. And and so not only that, um, we went out to buy the modem. What day was that? S- uh, Saturday. And, you know, you just drive to Best Buy, you pick up the modem. And so today I'm shoveling earlier, and guess what I see at my doorstep? A modem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CenturyLink decided to send us a modem, even though we told them not to. So now you're going to get charged like five bucks a month? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. We, we, well, we might, but we told them that we didn't want the modem, but that we told them that, well, so then there's two options, either the, the rental or the one-time fee of $100, so we'll see what they do. <laughs> either way, it's going to be terrible. So, um, interesting that you're still using your crappy internet. You have not faded out or got blocky or got horrible even once. Uh, no laptop. Hmm. I blame that laptop on everything. Uh, do you have paint open? Um, no, but I I have, um, everything else open. (laughs) Hang on, I can start paint.
Hair. Ew, uh, ribbon. Yeah, ribbons, ew. Uh, let's see. Yep, paint's open. How is it? Still good? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not bad, then. Now, paint is open, and I'm using 10% of my CPU. This could be a problem. Uh, I got you beat there. I'm using, like, 11 <laughs> But then again, your CPU may be a little bit faster. It might, yeah, I don't remember. I think you have, like, a first-gen i7 or something? Uh, second, I think. It's a 2600. Okay, yeah, that's second. Because I have the one with hyper-threading. Yes. And, AV- so and AVX extensions. Yeah, you have the cool one. Well, I believe you also have those features as well. But isn't aren't a bunch of things disabled in the K edition? Um, like uh, virtualization features. Yeah. So, which I'm not exactly sure if I'm using those even in VirtualBox. Yeah, I don't. I doubt it. So, and like I've been, you know, since I keep on browsing Hacker News for who knows why, um, like for the same I, reason I browse Reddit. Um. That uh, VirtualBox is like the slowest, most piece of crap virtual machine system out there. It's because nobody pays anyone to do it. So, but I'm I'm pretty sure that there are people out there who do pay for it because it's an Oracle product. Well, yeah, anyone who's paying Oracle for anything is getting ripped off. I mean, it's just <laughs> a general thing. You don't need to be an Oracle to know that. Uh, all right. Well, shall we get this started here pretty soon? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, let me do my sound check. Sounds good. See if you're buzzing all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, this board and the way we have this set up is it's unusual. Normally, I don't record to the same thing I'm getting audio from. Huh. So strange things could happen, I guess. It could. And uh, Skype kind of freaked out on me when I started it up today, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is a new installation of Skype. I just downloaded it five minutes ago. Uh, well, I'm hearing you, so that generally means my recorder thing is hearing you. That's good. So. And you're right. still installing Skype. How nice. Mm-hmm. So let me go and do the... Seven minutes or so packed with content yes and it's almost my bedtime yep well my pizza's here too so <laughs> so uh the uh little c <laughs> <laughs> Finally <laughs> <made> it. <laughs> oh, my. so and paint has been open this entire time yes here too also and you haven't gone to crap it's a one-time thing that'll never happen again, but it's probably because I'm not using the laptop. <laughs> you know, this this is an i7, and as we discussed on Athenexus some number of weeks ago, it an i7 is necessary. For H.264. For everything. <laughs> so, although I've heard that an i3 is enough to stream H.264 file to somewhere else. I don't know. Like, encoded live or just stream? Like Just read off of a disk. Okay, fine. Like, isn't everything good enough for that? Hmm, I guess. Yeah. I mean, my toilet with a single-core Athlon 64 was pretty good at that. Right. The only thing is the maximum read and write speeds topped out about 65 megs a second. Mm. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm using, like, the slow uh, Western Digital green drives in my server... I still get transfer rates of like 118 megs sometimes. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't really get that over USB 2.0. No, no, you can't do that. You can't so, really get anything over USB. So, and, uh, you know, I've told you about this uh, 20th century here, and it's yep. USB 1.0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that is painful. So. Yep. I eventually figured out a way to transfer over the network. Good. Uh, but that tops out about 7 megs per second, which is still faster. Right. Um, although, like, I remember 
playing some StarCraft on there and it like stuttering like every half second or so. I guess, uh, you know, it's because Windows 98 has the, uh, uh, like the, not the preemptive, the cooperative multitasking. Right. So it'll probably trigger some sort of hardware network interrupt or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Designs have come along in 15 years. Oh, I hope so. It only took forever. (laughs) Yep. So the end of Moore's Law is here and we have great stuff. Oh, it ended too fast, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't really simulate the weather for the entire world for like the next month on my Raspberry Pi. Well, not this year, but next year you might. Oh, uh, I think I might have to buy an Ouya. Uh, if you do that, your life might end. <laughs> and I, uh, speaking of Ouyas and Tegra. Uh, Tegras and whatnot. Um, I made a comment. I think it was on like some Verge article. I think it might have been Ars Technica actually mm-hmm. about the uh, like the Tegra and the Nexus Seven, and you know about how all my friends say it's crap. It is, and you know, you know, some people came by and said actually it's more of the uh, like the crap flash memory they put okay. in there. That is actually true. I know that. Everybody else who says it with me probably knows that. But... You've never said that on your show. I understand. (laughs) I I understand. I'm a Snapdragon supporter. However, the premiere showcase of the Tegra product line after Tegra 2, I don't remember what those were in, but they were in stuff. I don't think I saw Tegra 2 in anything, actually. It, it was somewhere. I'm sure it was. I know it was. It was. You can read about it on the wiki page. But the Tegra <laughs> 3's premiere product is the 2012 Nexus 7. And indeed, it didn't have trim, so its flash degraded significantly over time. However, it was still a piece of crap. <laughs> As a whole. Yes. So, and uh, let's see, I think... Like that guy, one of the guys that quoted me on that said that, you know, hey, I installed something else and it worked brilliantly. I'm sure it works, but it was a piece of crap. (laughs) So, all right. Well, I guess I'll let you go enjoy your piece of crap. Yes, I will. (laughs) Wherever that may be. Upstairs, probably. So, all right. Well, I guess I'll get to editing this or backing this up or something or so. sleeping that's always good yes especially so all right have a good one all it's right been fun yeah thanks bye <laughs>